Instagram studio connected by AT&T. Welcome to Between the Horns. I'm Miles Simmons. I'm joined by DeMarco Farr. It is March 24th. We're going to talk about some Rams free agency. We're going to talk about some other stuff. It's going to be awesome. We just did a live show yeah. on Facebook. That was kind of fun. I got one question for you. Okay. What does that spell right there? That says A-T-N-T. Oh, okay. Okay, Just yeah. to make sure. All right, yeah. Okay. I, know. I see it this time. I got it in this time. That's pretty bad. Isn't Go ahead. It? All right. So, no, let, let's start with some of these uh, new free agency additions that they've we've at the Rams have added yeah. since our last conversation. We can start with Connor Barwin. Yeah, big fan. Uh, love watching him play. Um, it'll be nice to have him on this side, actually for you <laughs> than against you. But yeah. uh, uh, he can rush the passer, mm-hmm. no doubt. I mean, when you turn on the film, that's the first thing that jumps off the page. He knows what he's doing getting to the passer. And uh, there is a need for him, uh, a guy that can be equally as good going towards the quarterback and also going away from the quarterback in a 3-4. So you'd figure he's going to be the starter as soon as they sign him. So yeah. um, I guess it's official now. Uh, the Rams are no longer a 4-3 football team. Yeah. When you bring in guys like Connor Barwin, you know what you are. You're mm-hmm. a 3-4 football team. So good. I mean, you pair that with Robert Quinn on the other side and Aaron Donald in the middle, you still got three guys that can get after the quarterback. So... Uh, that's all to the good. Yeah, I think so too. And the the nice thing about Barwin, I think, is that he has some versatility to him. You know, he's played in mm-hmm. the 3-4, he's played in a 4-3. And the, the interesting thing I thought was when he was talking about on uh, his conference call with some LA media guys, he was saying that, you know, his bigger transition last year playing in the 4-3 for Philadelphia when they had been playing in the 3-4 under Chip Kelly mm-hmm. was more about going to the opposite side of where he'd been, you know? So mm-hmm. he was rushing on the right side mm-hmm. instead of being on the left side of the defense as he normally had been for most of his career. So now that he's with Los Angeles, he's going to be going back to the left side, the right side of the offense, and he's going to be attacking right tackles as opposed to where he was last year. I like it. When they put you opposite your best side and you still show up on film, that's good. It is good. Yeah, <laughs> that no. is, that you is still really, had five really sacks good. last year. Yeah, I mean, look, you're on the outside of a defense, so the rules are pretty much the same containment-wise. Now, they may change with run two when you're facing the ball coming towards you, how you must take on these blocks, but... It's all pretty much the same. Either your hands down or you're up. Uh, but just having that guy with a high football IQ on the field always can help. Well, the other thing is now he's being reunited with Wade Phillips, yeah. and I think. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, anytime that you know you can have Wade Phillips bring in a guy yeah. that he knows and that has excelled with him. I mean, the first time Connor Barwin reached double-digit sacks was under Wade Phillips when he had 11 and a half in 2011. So like this is this is I think a good thing for them to be reunited. And it's good for the rest of the guys that are getting used to Wade Phillips. Yes. When you start installing stuff in OTAs, mini camps and then training camp, mm-hmm. he can kind of say, "Hey, look, this is why we're doing this or we're running this now just to practice, but we never use this in the regular season." Right. You know, it can help the guys understand Wade Phillips a little bit better. So like I said, it's all to the good. Signing that guy was a great it was a great move, a yeah. great pickup for the Rams. Well, he's one one of the the better just human beings in the league. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple good interview, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great interview, and that's good for me, obviously. Yeah. But you know, there have been a couple of profiles. It's all about on you, him. Miles. I know. It's always about you. I know. Go ahead. I know. I need to <laughs> let people just bloom, right? But like the other thing that has gotten brought up about him yeah. is just how well you know he, he impacts the community. I mean, there's a great Grantland profile uh, yeah. that I read on him. You, uh, if you guys have not seen that, definitely go check that it out. It took me three days. 
Really? It's long, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but yeah, I, I think it, it's those kinds of things that make you really encouraged yeah. about bringing a guy in of his caliber. Well, you remember when the Rams had Chris Long and James Laurinaitis mm-hmm. on the roster. I yes. liked having those guys, those level-headed types on your roster. Yeah. It just helps your, your defense go from good to great. From from talented to professional, so that's a, I think a better way to put yeah, it. Yeah, he's one of the guys that can actually do that on this roster. Yeah, yeah. and I think the the interesting thing that I mean, Chris Long. I was sort of thinking about Connor Barwin kind of being in that Chris Long mold because mm-hmm. honestly, that's kind of the role he fills. High motor. Yeah. Good guy. Code. What high, high motor? motor. They called me high motor, so stop that. Nah, I'm, stop that. Okay. Aaron I'm Donald's just, high motor. I know, Will but you usually stop? when we talk about high motor players. No, that would be heady free safety. Oh, yeah. okay. Or, ah. Yeah, or he's got stuff you can't Deceptive teach. Deceptive speed. Yes, okay. okay. Now yeah. we're talking code. All right, right, fine. But the high motor thing, I think I think is true. I mean, yeah. he even said, he didn't say high motor, but he was okay. talking about, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys I will guys never say that, it again. Okay, no. relentless. Yeah, I How like that. that. Yeah, he's he is relentless. relentless. Yes. He's one of the things he talked about and said that, he notices that kind of thing on film from the guys who are already in place. Absolutely. So that I think he's going to fit right in with those guys. So you've got an artist on this side. Well, I don't know where Robert Quinn's going to be, but <laughs> in, a, in an obvious passing down, I bet he's going to be at right end. I just say that. I so would assume that. You've got, a, you've got an artist at right end, and you've got a relentless motor on the left. Tell me where you go as a quarterback. Well, especially when you got Donald coming that's up. That's what middle. I was going to yeah. say. Usually, you would be able to maybe step up in the pocket. Good but luck. You can't. Yeah, you right. can't really do that because ninety nine is going to come and get you. Oh, and by the way, it's a three four. Mm-hmm. So anybody could become. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the other thing too. I mean, but you've got that three four element of it, which is great, and I, I like mm-hmm. what Wade Phillips has said about why he believes it's superior because you can have guys come from different places on each and every down, right? Mm-hmm. You know you're going to have those three, but where is the fourth rusher coming from? You don't know. Until the ball snaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So Make I a like mistake that. and your quarterback's hit. Exactly. Right. I, I like that element to the 3-4. I, I, I don't know how much I – I shouldn't say this because it sounds like I'm going to be critical of Wade Phillips. Like, I don't – okay, I'll put it like this. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, go ahead. Which is I, I'm dying to know what you're about I, to say. It's really not that important. But oh. there are so many ways to skin the cat, you know, in the okay. National Football League. 4-3 yeah. can be successful. 3-4 can be successful. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I... It's I, not the X's and the O's. It's the Johnny's and the Joe's. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's the players, So, can right. you get your personnel and your players to do what they need to do extremely well? Can you implement your system without screwing up the players you have? Uh-huh. Well, it's Wade Phillips. I'm sure he can. Yes, yeah. I don't have any doubt about right. that. So that, that's one of the good things about Barwin. The, the other thing that he, he said um, on this conference call and reading between the lines a little bit, I think we kind of know now a couple of things that maybe we didn't necessarily know, but we kind of knew. Um, one of them was that you know he was saying, okay, when he's, they're playing nickel downs, he goes up. And he's playing basically in line as a 4-3 defensive right. end. So, and he's saying, you know, 60% of the time now, teams are a nickel almost in the National Football League because you're, you're countering these three wide receiver sets. So basically, my, my takeaway from that is, all right, when you're in nickel downs, you're going to see Connor Barwin up on the line of scrimmage, maybe putting his hand in the dirt. Robert Quinn's going to be on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have Brockers and Donald. And you still sort of have this four-man line yeah, that it, you're used to. It's going to look normal when they're throwing the football. Yes. But in that scenario, you're, I guess you're, you're, you're arguing that the Rams are ahead and that teams are throwing to catch up. Yeah. Which I, is good. Yeah, okay, I, now what, I am arguing that scenario, yes. What if the opposite's true? 
Well, and they're running the ball at you. Well, you're going to be traditional 3-4. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's just, I don't know. I think that yeah. those are the, a couple of just interesting elements. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, you're flopping over. I mean, the biggest change, and uh, it's a worry, but you don't have to worry because of who that guy is, is 99. Mm-hmm. I mean, interior guys in a 3-4 get lost. Okay, funny question. I asked you about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Name me an inside yeah, linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name me one interior defensive lineman in Denver. Uh, there was one guy that went to Jacksonville. Okay, name, Jackson? Name the outside guys. Von Miller. Pretty DeMarcus easy, Miller. right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, but three fours, and then there's J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. So you can make plays from an interior Absolutely. spot yeah. in the 3-4 if you're that good. Yeah. And I think Aaron Donald is that good. I think so, too. Uh, so somebody else that uh, has been signed, and I, I liked this signing, is Lance Dunbar. Yeah. You know, running back. He's been in Dallas you for like five the years. Yeah. Good for you. Well, because I think he's just this kind of offensive weapon type. Yeah. You know, going back and looking at some of the tape, especially uh, from 2015, because that's when, you know, DeMarco Murray had gone to Philadelphia Mm -hmm. after that really monster season that he had. And so Cowboys were going to kind of try to do running back by committee. And they had, uh, I think, Julius Randle in there, Jerry McFadden. But Lance Dunbar was their, like, offensive weapon receiver type out of the backfield. And so they were going to him a bunch. I mean, Tony Romo was throwing quick screens to the outside. You know, Mm -hmm. he had Dunbar coming out of the backfield and doing all kinds of stuff, just lining up on the outside as well, going down the field on nine routes. He can do a lot of stuff for you if they're going to have those mismatches between running back and linebacker. Yeah, he's a weapon, not a shield. Yeah. Um, I'm going to miss Benny Cunningham. Me and too. Congratulations to Benny. He's in Chicago mm-hmm. now. Uh, I think that's awesome. But I used to call him Miracle Benny, which means <laughs> it was third in a mile. And, and, and he gets through somehow. And, and they're yeah. giving him the ball, and they're hoping for a miracle, right? Well, yeah. this is a little bit different. When Dunbar comes into the game, they're going to use him. He's mm-hmm. not just spelling. Yeah. They're going to use him out of the backfield. So I thought that was a tremendous pickup. It, it's going to hurt Dallas. Mm-hmm. Big time. I mean, you have a good running back in Dallas, but... Uh, okay, is it really going to hurt Dallas that Well, much? I mean... There, because he's, he was used so sparingly, but and th- I, that's There's why a I dynamic that. that's not on the field. If Romo was there, Romo okay. was their starter, right. I bet you'd see him... You, you would have saw a lot more of him last year. But Romo wasn't there. If he was still okay, the quarterback. Okay, all right, fine. I, I understand what you're saying. God, he just kind of played me to the left there. Wow. Well, I mean, like, you know, you had Ezekiel Elliott, who was arguably the best rookie in the NFL, not named How many Dak catches Prescott. did he have? I, I don't know offhand. He's a running back, right? But he can no, but he can catch out of the backfield too, he, and he can pass protect. So he's a three down back. You and don't I think, ever have to take him off the field. And I think that's what made Dunbar expendable. Yes. But if Romo was in the game, I think you'd see a lot more of that guy right. coming out of the backfield because good. Dallas is going to throw the ball more with Romo than run it. Okay. That's yes. what I meant. All right. Right. Understand now. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. You Move know on. about football? Move no, on. So do you. No, I, <laughs> so do you. I'm reading your notes. I know. But yeah. No, I just. I, I said that. I said that, and I said that. I'm just kidding. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But no, I I think Dunbar gives this offense a Mm -hmm. a different kind of weapon and different kind of dynamic that they haven't necessarily had in that kind of position. And it's a big part of Sean McVay's offense. Well, yeah, I think towards the end of the year, I think the O in in offense meant obvious for the Rams. As in, you knew what they could and could not do. Yeah. So you knew that this screen to this guy wasn't going to be as effective, so I can gamble more with pressure towards the quarterback. Well, that's going to change when you have a designated pass catcher coming out of the backfield. Yes. That's going to make you think. That's going to hold you up a little bit more, mm-hmm. which will help Goff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the fun things we can maybe see is both Dunbar and Gurley in the backfield because then I think as a defender, wouldn't that just give you more things to think about? 
Well, yeah. <laughs> it would. But, I don't know, you're giving me a well, yeah, like, ah, eh, Miles, that's not. Well, how, how big is Dunbar? It's like 5'8"-ish. How much? Uh, I don't know, two bills. Okay, of. well, I know he's not going to be the fullback. <laughs> I meant, I'm okay. just saying. <laughs> I, I should have clarified. I meant more like, if it's like, I don't know, second down and six and you're in the gun. It gives me something to think about. Yes, right. and you've got Todd Gurley on one side of Jared and then Lance Dunbar on the other side of Jared. I'm not saying like. I got two guys that can come out of the backfield. I didn't backfield. mean right. like you're lining him up as choreography. I, just that's saying. on me. I didn't right. mean you're lining up them up in I formation. Just saying. And then you've got Dunbar. Does Todd know you're moving him to fullback? <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have some objections. To oh, that. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's. I think it's yeah, just yeah. going to be a good, another good element to Sean McVay. Absolutely. Offense. Yes. It gives the defense something else to think about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So now you agree with me. Perfect. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about Kayvon Webster too. Uh, yeah. Because he's been more of a special teams guy. Um, but Wade Phillips knows. Good. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the kind of nastiness, that tenacity that you want out of somebody. Yeah. I mean, you look at him on special teams. He's coming up. He's hitting people, man. If the Rams didn't have a great special teams, what do you think the record would be? Uh, last year? Yeah. Well. Okay. Right. Uh, I know it wasn't great to begin uh, with, right. but okay. I don't know. Maybe you lose one more game. Take that dynamic away. Okay. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. But I love the way he covers, man. Mm-hmm. And I, it's uh, this is he's going into his fifth. If I'm right, correct. Yes, it's almost like you drafted him. You know, after if you last four years, five years in this league, I mean, you're a pretty good player mm-hmm. with all the reps that you have, you've gotten in practice and in games. You've got a good player. So as long as he continues that development, who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows where this guy can go? Well, what I like about him, and I got a chance to meet him um, when he was signing his contract, mm-hmm. and we did a little interview with him, and he's just, he's got a really dynamic personality, mm-hmm. and he's talking about, man, like, I want to be a star in L.A. I want to be, I wanted the opportunity to come in and compete at cornerback. You know, he was talking about, oh, you know, I know Tremaine Johnson's there, Love and Love hearing I want to be opposite him, and I want to make sure that, you know, I can be this lockdown guy. And being with Wade Phillips was a huge draw for him because Wade Phillips know, has seen him at practice, knows exactly how he's going to, to, to be on the field because both of those guys uh, were in Denver, of course. But I, I think that's part of what makes this such a good addition. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that you definitely know watching him play the guy's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tough, and he brings it. And it, it's 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 very obvious he loves this game. It's yeah. very important to him. So I think he fits in with that group of guys that are already in this locker room. Yeah, I think so too. And that's if you get some of uh, something from him on special teams too. You know. Oh yeah. That heck, that's that's, well, wait that's, a that's an added bonus. But if you're do gonna... not think that you're not playing special teams. <laughs> 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 not for one second. Oh yeah, you're too good not to be out there. Yeah. Was probably true. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. brought up this name, and uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about him, too, uh, Trumaine Johnson, because yeah. there was something interesting, I thought, posted on Snapchat yesterday. Um, From him. By him. Yeah. yeah. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, indirectly. Yeah, yeah, me too. Somebody pointed it out to me. I don't look for those things. Yeah, I don't know yeah. either. I kind of stay away from player pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, players are weird, <laughs> especially young guys. But, yeah, somebody directed me to it, and I, I, they asked me what it meant. What it meant. I yeah. said, this is clearly a guy who, who's frustrated. Hmm. Right. I mean, you want to be the best player you can be where you are right now. Hmm. And when you start hearing trade talks, well, it's, it's going to frustrate you some. Yeah, and I think that's understandable to it. I, I think that seeing what he posted, and what he posted was essentially, you know, 
oh, I, I hear my name is still on the trading block, mm -hmm. and you know, I want to thank the people who have supported me in St. Louis and LA. You know, you guys are great. Blah 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 blah. In some ways, it was felt like a goodbye message, and in others, I think you're right. It's you know, hey, I just don't know what my future is. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he was saying too. You know, I'm really excited to see what exactly my future holds, and I think anybody can kind of relate to that as a human, right? You know, when you don't exactly know what your future is, I think back to, you know, myself a year ago at this time, you know, when we were all in the process of moving out to Los Angeles. And right. it's like, man, I just don't exactly know what's going to happen um, over the course of the next year. And everything turned out, you know, pretty good yeah. for me personally. But I, I think it, it's a relatable situation. You know what I'm saying? And I, you, 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 you want that clarity for the player. You want to unpack every box you have. What? You want to unpack every box that you have. See, I'm not sure what you mean by players that. and coaches would get that right away. That means you're there, you're not moving. Oh. Yes. Okay. You want to unpack every box that you have in yeah. your house. Uh -huh. You don't want cardboard. That means it's permanent. Hmm. But when you start throwing out trade talks, well, that forces you to pull out <laughs> the U-Haul number. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I don't know. I could move yeah. tomorrow. So. That's the way it is. Um, look, I know Tremaine, I, I, he's the thumper on this team. Mm -hmm. um, he's the guy that gets it started. He gets the fight started whether you like it or not. And he's a damn good player to, begin, uh, to, to boot. So yeah. um, I know he wants to be one of the guys that gets this franchise where it wants to go, where yeah. it used to be, into the playoffs and beyond. So um, right now, he probably feels like they don't think that way about me. Hmm. But this is a business. You have to understand that. Right. Wherever you go, you're going to have to be Tremaine Johnson. Yeah. And you're going to have to be ready to play. And, and, you know, it's interesting because there is that dynamic of, okay, it's a business. And so for the Rams, yeah, you've got to be able to listen on anything that would come in, right? I mean, aside from some certain players, you know, there's probably nobody that's that off limits, especially considering, you know, you've got a new regime you, where your record was over the last year, and heck, we can go back the last 10 years, right? Mm. So, to a point, I think I get it from both sides, right. right? You know, you if the Rams can get something that they deem to be very good value for Trumaine Johnson, I, I think it would make sense to make a deal. If somebody offered their entire draft for the next five years, you might trade Donald. I... I, I'm just saying there's a price out there for everybody. Right, yes, yeah. I understand this what you're saying. This is a business. Yeah. This is football. When, you, when and you say Aaron Donald, like that makes me... Well, miss. he's untradeable to me. I know. But with the right package, you'd entertain it. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. right, and I think that makes a lot of sense. So that's so you sort of brought this up, but I do want to kind of ask you about it. I mean, staying away from the player pages, just how different now is this dynamic with social media than like when you were playing? Wow. Um... Either they're way smarter than us or the opposite. <laughs> That's where I'll leave it. Um, but it, look, it, it's obvious these guys have great times. Um, they're out there. They're enjoying themselves. They're enjoying being football players. And you should. Yeah. Uh, getting to this level and, and, ex, and ex excelling and being one of the top guys in this league, you should celebrate some. Yeah, why not? Um, it's just when I was coming up, that's the last thing I wanted to make public. <laughs> but right? that seems to be the norm now. It seems it is, to be what it. everyone's doing. So it is what it is. I find it fascinating because, I mean, you have 
p folks that are on the, the Snapchat. I look at me sounding like the I'm Snapchat. Your age. Oh I my know. God, the face too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does Belichick call it? Like my face. My face. Which or okay. the face tube. I see yeah. the thing about Belichick. Like I know he knows exactly what that's called. He's just being himself. Yes. He calls it my it's face. It's the old Bill Cosby joke. Yeah. Remember when when they asked Dad to do something, he go Dad goes down and messes it up, and then they won't ask him again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, right. There, he, but I, this whole dynamic of, man, like, you want to see what the players are up to because it allows them, you know, this conduit, direct uh, direct connection with fans and all that. And I think that's great. It is. It, um, it, it helps me, yeah. you know, as a journalist and a reporter, you know, when people are asking me questions, sometimes I do get frustrated. But, right. like, it allows this personal connection. That you well, uh, there was a player here that, he used to be here, and he was very active on Twitter, and he would tweak people a lot. Mm -hmm. And they would call him knucklehead. They would call him stupid. I know who you're talking about. Right. And I would try to tell them, he's actually playing you. <laughs> he's having fun watching you go completely bonkers on what he just put on Twitter. Yeah. So every time you do that, you're helping him. Yeah. And it never worked. It just kept going and <laughs> going and going. Yeah. But that's the way people are. I don't know. So something else interesting that, and this is sort of a sidebar, but... Did you, th there was a story on uh, the Monday morning quarterback following Adam Schefter around like the first mm -hmm. day of free agency. Did you happen to see this? No, okay. no, no, go ahead. But it was, I mean, it was a fascinating look at like Adam Schefter's life. He literally has two phones so he can be on the phone with somebody and tweet at the same time. Like that's, I, I don't know that I would ever want to be at that level. Like that, that's mm -hmm. a little intense for me. And it said, the story said like ESPN now hires a driver for him because they don't want him to be texting and driving at the same time. So thanks ESPN for being that concerned about the rest of us. So he's not human anymore. Kind of not. That's 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 cool though. It is. Yeah, to a I, point. I respect that because I, I love grinders. I mm -hmm. love coaches that think nothing else but about this game. Yeah. So if you can make that department, that area your own to where all you're doing is that, you have to respect that. Yeah, but the, the fascinating part of this that sort of relates to players in social media uh, there was a point in the article that said Alshon Jeffrey, now wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, mm -hmm. consulted with Adam Schefter on like his free agency deal and was like, hey man, like these num I'm getting these numbers, you know, what are some of the things that you think? And it was reported that Schefter told him, hey man, it's all about the guarantee. It's all about the guarantee. And then he sort of left him with, hey, like, well, you know we're gonna sign with Tell me, bro. Like, and then he was like, oh, whatever. So it eventually happened that he told Josie and Anderson, and so all of this was reported, whatever, and Schefter's like, oh, I'm glad at least it went to a teammate. But so then Alshon Jeffrey yesterday tweets out, like, man, I didn't ask any reporter about anything before I signed with my team, so blah. I was like, okay. Wow. So, uh, yeah. A little so bit of a brouhaha, mm -hmm. okay. So now this is, this is I think, Can you actually do that if you're Adam Schefter? What? Give contract advice? I don't know. Oh, okay. Is that legal? I <laughs> Can you do that? I don't know. And why would a player go to a reporter for contract advice? Sometimes call your agent, man. Well, that I mean, but sometimes the player may know uh, the the reporter may know something that the then fire your agent. <laughs> If you got to go to a reporter for contract advice, then what are you paying this hey, guy bro, for? I don't know. I don't oh. know. I don't have an agent. Goodness. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I read. What a mess! It is sort okay. of. They sort of just sound like a mess. But so this we got is, Jason Pierre-Paul and, and X-rays, and now this. Yeah, man, it's very interesting. Wow. Just, I, I think, but the, it's this conduit right to the fans now, yeah. where somebody you know you see something about something, and then you can say, hey, like I don't 
I didn't do that. Yeah. Whether it's true or not. You know, I'd love for you and I, I mean, maybe we can do it with, with Artist Twyman here. Talk to PR guys hmm. and see how they feel about social media. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I bet they don't like it. I bet, I bet Artist doesn't like it very much. Right. My PR guys all had hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. Artist still has hair. Of course. Travis. For now. <laughs> Shout out to the Rams PR staff. No, of course. Really like you guys. Um, so let's talk um, a, a couple more things that I kind of want to bring up before going to some things that don't necessarily have to do with football, but I still want to ask you about. Um, departures. We mentioned Benny Cunningham going to Miss Chicago. Benny. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, JB and I uh, talked about this a couple weeks ago, just the backup running back position is something that Benny Cunningham filled for the last few years and nobody really had to worry about. Mm. So now I think we know, okay, Lance Dunbar is going to be one of these guys, but I think, you know, you're still going to have something in the mix for a Malcolm Brown and Aaron Green, whoever else the, the Rams may bring in. Yeah. But Benny Cunningham was a, a significant part of this team. Uh, he, professional, a leader. Yeah. Um, um, you didn't see it outside of the locker room or off the field, but on the field, on the sideline, a leader, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that players look to for advice. So, and when he got the ball, whenever it was, uh, he made something happen yeah. with it, either returns or as a backup tailback. So that's going to be missed. Um, but th- let me talk about Malcolm Brown for a hot minute. And mm-hmm. I used to like have fun, and I said, "Well, call me when he makes a guy miss," right? Just, just having fun. Just okay. call me when he makes a guy miss, right? Mr. I mean, he ran over people. But then you watch and you see some real genius in the way he runs the football hmm. because it's very efficient. Uh, not quick, not fast, but it's all of a sudden he's up the field. Yeah. I like that. He doesn't hmm. lose yards. That can win for you. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, as a spot starter or as a backup tailback, I think he's got everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you add in a Dunbar who's a pass catcher. Yeah. So all you have to do is do what you do best, run off tackle uh, and run hell-bent for leather right. and make something happen. So I think that he could fit that backup tailback role. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, in spades, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and so the, the other thing, kick returner, we brought this up uh, once before, I think, that Farrow Cooper probably slots in as yeah. somebody that can return kicks because he's done it in the past, he's excelled. You know, usually, and this is my old-school mentality coming through, I like bigger kickoff return men yeah. because I've been on kickoff team and I've been on kick return team. Mm-hmm. Um, those are high-speed collisions. Yeah, They're not for little guys. And it's not about player safety. Is It's more about the ball could come out. Yeah. And if you turn it over on kick return, Whew, I mean, unless you've got an all-pro quarterback, you might as well say the game's over there. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you remember Arizona yeah. uh, in 15? Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Mark Barron popped the football out, you know, I don't know, 30 seconds later, Rams are up 7-0. And it changes everything. It, it changes game plan. So, I like bigger guys, but with the way the league is going and you don't see a lot of returns anyway, why not put a speed guy back mm-hmm. there? Why not give him a shot? Yeah. Most of the time, he's going to be down in it anyway. <laughs> So if he's going to bring it out, why not have some somebody back there that has dynamic game-breaking speed? Did you like being on kickoff or kickoff return? Man, okay, my first, I had never been on special teams ever, except for field goal block, ever. Because in high school, I went both ways, offense, defense, so I had to rest on special teams yeah. plays. Because uh, so you were good. In college, you're a specialist. Yeah. And you're not fast enough to be on special teams, and you got got 100 guys, so they can fill every special teams role. So... My first kickoff ever was in the pros. Oh, no. Versus the New England Patriots here in Los Angeles, right? Huh. 
So I swear you could hear my heart beating in the stands. I was so nervous. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm R1, which means I'm right next to the kicker. Yeah. And I'm looking at the kicker, and he starts his approach, and I'm, t I'm like mentally telling him, please don't. Hold on a second. I need another minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to approach the freaking ball so fast? Right? And before you know it, you're running down. And I'm the biggest guy out there, so I'm behind everybody. Mm -hmm. Not that far behind, but I'm behind. And I see the returner, and he fields it, and he starts to come towards me. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. You know, I got to make a play here, yeah. right? And right when you start to get into that danger zone where you know it's going to be a collision, right? The two outside guys crashed in on him, mm -hmm. and a guy named Toby Wright, we drafted him out of Nebraska, a hard-hitting safety. Mm -hmm. If you think T.J. McDonald can hit, I should show you tape on, on, on Toby Wright. Yeah. Toby Wright crashes in from my right, and he flashed through the right side of my helmet. I mean, just like a blur. And he hit the guy right under the chin with his helmet and broke his jaw. No! Right in front of me. Oh, my goodness. Right in front of me, right? So I kind of fell on the pile, <laughs> right? And I'm high-fiving, high-fiving. I'm like, yeah, good hit. And I'm thinking in my head, I got to get the hell off kickoff <laughs> team. <laughs> I got to get the hell off kickoff team. I got to get two sacks today. I'm not doing this. <laughs> hell no, I'm not making a living here. No, no, no. And uh, then I had to do kick return, obviously, and yeah. that was worse. Really? Because I'm a big dude, so I'm in the wedge, and this is when we really had wedge blocking. Mm -hmm. So I'm backing up 25 yards and turning around and trying to catch speed and bullets. <laughs> and all they're doing is looking to take my head off. I'm like, oh, yeah. hell no. Yeah. I got to get the hell off this team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was cool. It was fun, and I see the importance of it. But, man, I mean... Special teams isn't for the fainted heart, brother. No, it's not. Yeah, no, 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 no. I should have told my story before you told yours because yours right. is way more interesting. Yeah. But like when I was in high school, uh, they had me at, I don't know, the, the front of kick return all the way on the left, right? So okay. this is, what, I think, our second game my sophomore year. And they're tr the other team's trying to do an onside kick. Yeah. And I think it's like toward the end of the half, right? <laughs> it's, but it's like one of these surprise onside did kicks. Did they target you? Yes! <laughs> they did! There's film of this somewhere because the game was on like local access television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like they always say make sure the ball goes over your head before you start dropping, the right? Rules. So yes. So I'm I am a huge rule follower. Okay. If you know me, you know I am I gotcha. a big rule follower. So I followed my rules. The ball starts coming to me. I'm thinking, oh no, yeah, except yeah. a word much worse than that. Yeah. But I fielded the ball somehow and I went back in the womb just as Coach Walton told me to do and we kept the possession. Nice. I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to break your heart right now, but that's okay. What? Well, you know how they pick who to kick it to. Oh yeah, the weakest looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. They call it who's, high percentage. Who's laughing now? They right? call it high percentage, but you got it. Yeah, you I got did it. get it. You yeah, got it. Exactly. I got one more teams when they put me on punt team. Mm -hmm. Right? Now we had a special teams coach named Wayne Severe who'd okay. won two Super Bowls with the Redskins. And he would start every meeting with with these two rings on his finger, hold them up and say, <laughs> Men, if you want a set of these, you gotta have a set of these. <laughs> He'd start every day with it, right? So he puts me on punt team, and we're playing the Raiders. And it's just funny. They had a guy out there, and I can't remember his name. His name was, oh, goodness, I can't remember. Uh, he was a Pro Bowl special teams player, blocked a lot of punts. Okay. So we had a plan for him. If he's on your side, we're going to protect this way, right? Yeah. So I'm a rules guy. There's that guy. So he told me, slide out, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there was a guy lined up right in the A-gap. So I'm thinking, as a football player, if I slide out here to protect this guy, if I, if I slide out here to get this guy, who's going to block the A-gap guy? Well, not my problem. I'm going to do what the coach oh. told me to do. 
So I slide out. Sure enough, I hear the old double thud. <laughs> Block punt, right? So I spin around, tackle the guy. So when I get him on the ground, guess who it is? Who is it? You'll. I'm not going to be able to guess. You should just tell me. Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> who? The same guy that made the tackle in the Super Bowl that saved it. That guy. <laughs> right. That's right. hilarious. We share that story all the time. That's great. Uh, yeah, you almost got me fired and I gave you a job. <laughs> you always take the most dangerous guy inside, DeMarco. Coach told me, when I see this guy, fan out. So I did. Mm. Right. Okay. Now, if I stay home to block Mike Jones and this guy leaks inside and blocks the, blocks the punt, guess who's going home? Me. Yeah. Okay. I did what you told me to do. All right. I guess yeah. that's fine. Tweak your coaching. Don't tweak me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got um, a couple more people I want to mention uh, who were Rams free agents. Brian Quick, uh, you mentioned Washington. Yeah. He's actually going to Washington. So it's, you know. They signed him. They did sign oh, okay. him. Okay. Yes, well. they announced that uh, this morning, actually. Well, no disrespect. I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but I hope they get more out of him. Me too. Yeah. No, I, I, I like don't think Brian it Quick. does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a player. You know, you always say this. Um, he's like, you know, the GTO, right? GTA, it's been in the garage. You know that it's got the ability and the performance, but it just, for whatever reason, it just hasn't yeah. been quite right. It's taking up all the space in your garage yeah. and everyone in your family saying, get rid of it. But you're saying, it's a GTO, yeah. man. Yeah. I can't. Well, look, uh, when you talk about height, weight, speed, catch radius, jumping ability, He's test got him. it. Yeah. Test him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now he needs to have that translate to the field. He does. I hope that Washington gets more out of him. Yeah. And uh, also Greg Zerline, he's going to be sticking around. He is signed a three-year deal. Had a much better season in 2016 than he did in 2015. You know, didn't miss a field goal under 40 yards. That's yeah. one of the – I mean, that's excellent. He didn't – also, uh, he did not miss any extra points. And that's been an issue Huge. around the league. So, yeah. you know, for him to it's increase – 33-yard field goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, for him to increase uh, his field goal percentage, I think, by 20 points, basically, yeah. that's significant. It's good to see him stick around. I remember I remember having these fights in St. Louis when they named him Legatron mm -hmm. and Greg the Leg his rookie year. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, man. <laughs> he's got a long way to go before yeah. we start giving him nicknames. Yeah. And the other thing, he's going to break the record someday. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure to put it on is. kids. Yeah, it is. right? He's got leg. Yeah. We've seen that. Yeah. Work on your accuracy, man. Mm -hmm. So I thought last season was good for him because he had a chance to calm down and just be a place kicker. Mm -hmm. So continue on that. Now, if they have to line you up for a 60 to win a game, well, you feel confident because we've seen it before. Yeah, exactly. All right, so one more thing about uh, football before we move on to some other fun things. Um, we were talking about this, I think, off the air or on our Between the Horns Live, which you can still check out on Facebook if you haven't seen it. It was a good time. We answered a lot of questions. I um, love when you go into spin mode. I love that. I, that wasn't spin. Not spin. That was that was uh, cell mode. mode. Cell mode. What do they call it? Uh, I forgot what they call it. I was like that. hawking yeah. something. Anyway, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the word either. Yeah. But like yeah. Plug. Plug. Plug, Plug mode. Yeah, Thank you very I was much. Plugging there something. you go. Thank yeah. You. Exactly. So, but no, there are so these rules proposals that they're going to be talking oh. about. Oh, look at your face, man! He looks so disappointed Name right now. Name one that helps the defense. Uh, I can't really help. Name one, one rules change that helps the defense. The, uh, the, you know what? Here's one. Here's what I think should not happen anymore. I what I really don't like, did not like about rule changes in the 2016 season was that they moved touchbacks from the 20 to the 25. Professional offenses should be able to go 80 yards. Stop it with this college stuff. Should be able to. I said that, and I think I know what you're thinking. Can I just about. throw most out there? 
Yes. Most professional offenses should be able to go 80 yards. Right. No, but some can't. I know some, some can't go 60. I know some that. can't go 40. I know. Okay. But I'm saying if you're a professional offense, it's the NFL. Like, stop it with that. But there why are, would you give Tom Brady an extra five yards? I get you. Exactly. Why would you give Aaron Rodgers an extra five point. yards? So, I get you. Right. right. But there's one. There are a couple that I, I thought rules proposals that I thought were interesting. Uh, there's one from Washington that moves the line of scrimmage to the 20 yard line for any touchback where the free kick travels through the uprights. Yeah, that's interesting. I like it. Is that? I thought they were going to assign or assess points if you kick it through the uprights. That was one. That was a rules proposal I think last year that did not get passed. So if I got a guy on kickoff, my kicker puts it through the uprights. Then you start your offense on the 20? Yeah, instead of the 25. Love it. I think that's a good idea. Absolutely. Because it gives that kicker incentive to drive it through the uprights. How exciting does that make kickoffs now? It makes it a little bit more exciting. Perfect. But yes. yeah, so either you know you want to go take that approach or Where am I you want to do the from? pop-up kicks. You're still kicking off from the 35. Okay. Like right. like you were. Okay. But I thought I thought that one was interesting. See, the only thing that makes me nervous about that is when you start adding that for kickers, it becomes like the home run derby. Mm, you ever yeah. watch baseball? Like some yeah. of these guys are going to home run derby and they're and never the same they, yeah, after. Yeah, that, that does make me nervous. Okay, that's another one. All right, so there's this other one here that uh, by the competition committee reduces the length of the preseason and regular season overtime periods to 10 minutes. Which I'm like, ah. Eh. Sudden death? No, it's the same. The same. I mean, it's the same rules, but it's, but just, it's just 10 less minutes time and then we go to a 15. tie? Yeah. So 10 minutes and we go to a tie. Yeah. Eh. Why? So my, my question is, why is preseason overtime just not being eliminated? Why would you not vote for that? Who wants preseason overtime? Do you want preseason overtime? Does anybody want preseason overtime? I'll tell you, reporters really don't want preseason overtime. I'd say it's a small percentage. But, I mean, there are some coaches out there that need to get more work for their guys. Uh, I, I'm, I'm being serious. Rookie head coach, I rookie guess. quarterbacks guys coming back I mean mm. if you do have extra time in a preseason because you can't hit and practice anymore yeah so fair if you're trying to get your team ready and you know they're not ready for the regular season yeah. you need as much time as you can get uh, okay uh. but I mean for veteran squads I mean look coaches can control that too yeah don't tie the damn thing up yeah exactly <laughs> right. yeah go for two at the Lose end of the, the game. preseason game yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's fine yeah. so the Washington actually had like a lot of proposals for either the new rules or bylaws but uh, this one I think is more unique uh, from Washington in the bylaw proposal and they are proposing to permit clubs to opt out of the color rush jerseys created for Thursday night football what do you think I don't know uh, color rush jerseys are fine. I, what I didn't like was in uh, 2015 when they first started it, when they would have color on color, mm -hmm. and they got rid of that <laughs> because it was um, not great for colorblind fans. So, yeah, so now they have you, one is color, the other is a white jersey. Okay. Um, but apparently the Washington, you know, does not want to wear color rush. Color rush okay. here's, here's where I come in on this. If uniforms, I could take or leave. That, yeah. that stuff doesn't matter to me at all yeah um i i think this is the pros the game is exciting enough you don't need gimmicks yeah that, that's the way i feel but if if you have a color rush then everybody has to do it if, yeah if, if some people don't want it and it could go away i won't miss it no, i won't really either okay yeah. the, so there are a couple three resolutions that i think all should probably pass um, well, although Philadelphia's might not. So the first one from Philadelphia would be to amend the NFL's on-field policy to allow clubs to have an alternate helmet in a color to match their third uniform. So I guess Philly wants like a black helmet to match their 
black jerseys. Are we still talking about uniforms? Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll move on to the next Thank one. Thank you very this much. This one's better um, from the competition committee, and it permits a club to negotiate and reach an agreement with a head coaching candidate during the postseason prior to the conclusion oh, of the employer club season. Good. You can get your guy before. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that. I, I mean, like that, too. It's about time that. Mm -hmm. I, why was that in place to begin with? Do I you don't know? know, to be completely honest. I mean, I'd have to ask, like, Coach Vermeil. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he's been in the game a lot longer than yeah. you and I, so he would tell me. But, yeah, that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. The only problem with that is if you're on my staff and we're heading into the postseason and you start taking job offers while I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, well. And then I, you become the head coach of a team I got to play twice next year. Okay, but I think. And then take, I got to call plays with you on Sunday. <laughs> I think everybody, take Kyle Shanahan, for instance, yeah. right? I mean, everybody knew that he was going to be the 49ers head coach, even though he was still with Atlanta, but because he was not the 49ers head coach, he couldn't start assembling his staff. And I think that okay. kind of puts you at a disadvantage. And I think that's what the competition committee is sort of maybe trying to get at, is that if a, if a head coach can just be the head coach and then, you know, I don't know, just start trying to get his staff assembled, yeah, yeah. then that's something that would okay. love, more or less level that playing That's field. one of those things I think I like, but let me see how it works first. Yeah. Because, like you said, if I become the head coach of Team X while I'm working for Team Y, mm -hmm. and I start assembling a staff, you know, yeah. in the postseason, it, where you want to be more focused than ever. Than at any time. Yeah. All right. That, uh, let I, me see how that I, works I understand first. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me see how that works. All right. Because so, that stuff is bound to get out. Right. And when it filters down to the locker room. Then what happens? Well, yeah. As but you're, at the same time. And you're going time, into New England. Right. But at the same time, I mean, Atlanta was up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. They did not win. Anything But I'm happen. just saying right, that, right. like, you know, well. That happened seem, on the field. That right. didn't happen. It didn't seem to affect Kyle right. Shanahan right. in terms of game preparation, even though we all knew he was going to become the 49ers okay. head coach. I think but, I like it. Yeah. yeah, but it's different when it comes to assembling a staff because right. how much was he really assembling the staff when he doesn't actually have the job? We don't We don't know. I, I think you're right. right, and there's a lot of unknowns in that. That you know, I bet some guys around. liked it the other way because once you get that job, your phone is going to ring off the hook. Yeah. Yeah, from everybody you used to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'd, I might want to wait on that, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so there's this is not necessarily football-related, but I, I want to get your take on it because I like hearing you talk about different things. Sure. What do you make of LeVar Ball? <laughs> oh my God. He's a genius, man. <laughs> he is. He's, he's everywhere. Yeah. He's arguing with everyone, and he's on the... He was on first take yesterday. Everyone has, what do they say? What do the young guys say? Keep your name out of my mouth? Yeah. His name has been in everybody's mouth. It's true. He's, it's in our mouths. It, it's working. Um, when he said, I want to create a brand, well, you're doing it. He is. You're absolutely doing it. But I, I think you're putting more heat on your kid. Are you, though? Well, yeah. Because you're not playing. He, the kids are. Right. But, I mean, at least for Lonzo, who is really Wait starring at UCLA. Did you say that, my, that I could beat Jordan one-on-one? -on -one? Did you say my son is better than LeBron James while LeBron is still breathing? Well, so what he said about LeBron James, and yeah. I thought LeBron James was right to come back with keep my kids' names out your mouth, yeah. was that it's going to be like, oh, it's so hard for LeBron James's kids because his dad is the star, and so they're going to have to try to live up to LeBron James. And, you know, you've got Bronny and da 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 
and like LeBron was just like, "Hey man, like look, you say say whatever you want, but keep my kids' names out of your mouth. Right? Like keep my kids out of it." And I think he's right. You know, he's a he's a dad to dad. Like, dude, just like, you don't do that. Your son, your son is very talented. Like yeah. he's doing well at UCLA, but keep my kid's name out of your mouth. But what's the genius part of that? That we're all talking about it. LeBron had to comment. Yes. <laughs> LeBron right. doesn't comment on anything. I know. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow. That that's amazing. So he is a genius, but I think you're making it hard on, harder on your your kids that are playing because number one, they have to get along with their teammates. Mm-hmm. Number two, they have to go and play and compete against different guys. Yeah. And it's only going to get tougher from here as you move up. It, it's so interesting to me because I mean he's got the the kids. Lamelo was the one who scored 92 points yeah. in a game in February in Chino's. I mean, like that. First of all, I don't really understand how one person can score 92 points in a high school basketball game. Did you see the video? Game. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I saw what Charles Barkley was talking about. That's not basketball. Hmm. Yeah, when you're kind of cherry picking. You're, yeah. You're not playing defense. Right. Oh, okay. I don't know how much basketball that is either. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But it's it's interesting because you've seen Lonzo play, you know, during mm-hmm. this tournament, and he's done a really nice job. And it's like, okay, I understand. The a father propping up his sons, mm-hmm. like that's kind of cool in some ways. But it's the to me, it's kind of the stuff where it's like, oh, I could be Jordan one on one. Like, dude, what are you doing? And well, it's yeah. like it's almost like Rex Ryan bravado, you know? Kinda. You know who I kind of compared it to, but this guy turned out to be right, and we were wrong. Richard, Richard Williams. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember I, the sign where he. This is when Venus was on the scene and Serena was still too young. Yeah. And he said, if you think Venus is good, wait until you see Serena mm-hmm. and oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then turns out Serena is <laughs> the greatest of the all greatest time. of all time. Yeah. Right. And I remember he had this white grease board, this little cheap white grease board. And he wrote, I told you, and he was holding <laughs> it up and showing it to everybody. That I don't and remember. I'm like, okay, you're right. That you can get away with, but come on, man. I mean, you're talking about, basketball yeah yeah that's the thing that's the thing where you I might want to wait <laughs> right yeah it's like that that is the interesting thing to me because again I, I think there's something to a father propping up his sons but he also is just this kind of master marketer because I mean it's like you said everybody everywhere is talking about him yeah, so yeah. he was on first take yesterday and so like I listened to the Dan Levitard show basically religiously and so they posted this thing where they were watching LeVar Ball and Stephen A square off because it was two like blank talkers just going right back at each other. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It it was like, you know, Stephen A had met his match. Yes. And I've never seen anything like that. Take the suits off and and remove them from TV and just put a barbershop background. Oh my God, yes. That's the barbershop. It is. That is the barbershop right there. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's cutting hair though? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I would want either of those guys to cut my hair. Right. All right. So. Uh, all right, one last thing because sure. I, I, as a professional. Athlete, oh, and by I'm the way, I have a rule as a broadcaster: hmm. never talk to a guy's father about that guy. Interesting. Why? Never, because he's only going to give you the positives. Of course. Yeah, it's always it's always going to be the coach is wrong, and this is what my guy can do. Mm-hmm. It's your son. Of course, you're going to say that. Yeah. So never talk to the guy's father. Right, I mean, yeah. I think that makes sense. All right. So last thing, and this is relevant to my life because it happened to me last week. What do you think of guys resting in the NBA? Um, I think it's a hell of a weapon. Hmm. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's genius by the players to have that sort of power and exercise it. So that's the thing. People are putting it more on the players, but a lot of the time it's on the coach. 
Because Ty Lue was the one, and I say it was relevant to me, because I was going to the Clippers game. I went to the Clippers game yeah, last yeah. week that the Cavs played in L.A., right? They played two games in L.A. I chose the Clippers because it was the first night of the back-to-back. Right. And, of course, that's the day where they are They're sitting. Resting. Okay. Yeah. So, that is not the best, like, whatever. But Yeah. I, so, I understand all the arguments. You know, the, oh, man, you want the fans to... You know, you're, you're doing this, you know, and, and it hurts the fans because they pay a lot of money to go. And they, people do. But at the same time, like, as a Cavs fan, I want them to win a championship. I yes. want LeBron to be rested as he needs to be so he can defeat Golden State in seven games. So you were there when they sat? Yes, I was. Were you mad? A little. I did not, I did not stay for the whole game. Mad enough to where if you got tickets, you wouldn't go? Almost, but not quite. Okay, the next time LeBron takes the floor, you're going to be there. The next mean? time the Warriors take the floor, you're going to be there. I, as upset as you are about them sitting, right? No, uh, when they're when they're playing, you're going to be there. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't mind it as a Cavs fan, be, yeah. even though you know, like people pay money to see them, and I got these tickets to go see them that were given to me. I guess I should clarify that, but yeah, it it doesn't matter. You know, I would love to see the Cavaliers, right? And I would love to see LeBron James. I haven't seen LeBron James in person since he's been back with the Cavaliers, mm-hmm. but I would want I want them to win a championship more. I I heard it's a rumor, a myth somebody put out there, and it actually kind of makes sense that this might be revenge. Revenge for what? From some of the things that were coming out of a certain network. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Certain talking heads. Oh, you want to talk? Stuff about us and me. Okay, I'll sit on national games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I believe all that. Well, I don't think yeah. it's that. It's, you know, I just. But I wanted to get your take on it because you know, I mean, you don't. You yeah. Don't sit. Okay. As a, as a football player, it's totally different. Well, here's the thing. Week. This is how I'll bring it to football, and uh, I think the last time they had it, or when I had a real big dust up about it, was when Peyton Manning was still in New England, and they were under, or still in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and they were undefeated. Um, mm-hmm. Should they start him the last game of the year and go for 16 and 0? And yeah. I said, hell no. Yeah. What's the point of going 16 and 0 if you don't win a Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. If something happens to him in a meaningless game, you're going to kick yourself for the rest of your life. Yes. Um, so, yeah. If you have a chance for rest with the goal of winning a championship, then by all means do that. Mm-hmm. If your starters are tired and you can get away with having them out for a game or two. So be it. Yeah. I'm there. All right. All right. Well, we, we'll start to get out of here. I think we've been here for a while, Who especially cares? considering the Between the Horns live stuff we do, which, guys, again, if you've not seen that, you can check that out on Facebook Live. It was a pretty good time, uh, us answering questions. You got a parting shot, FIFAR? Why is DeAndre Jordan? Oh, I forgot we didn't talk desk. about the bobbleheads. Why is this bobblehead? We're starting on our a bobblehead desk? collection. I have nothing. I don't have anything against him, but why is he here? Because he's Does the he bobblehead po- that we have. We need more bobbleheads. So we have bobble. I mean, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we've got Todd Gurley as our bobblehead. That makes sense. I, I know. Okay. But DeAndre Jordan is also on the desk. So DeAndre Jordan is on the desk. He plays for the Clippers. But Deacon Jones is over there. Deacon Jones is on the shelf because that is a picture. I don't think you can put the picture right here on the desk. Is and this would, yours? Uh, it's one of the offices. Because I was about to knock it off the desk. Don't knock it. it off the desk. Okay, I'll just Jeez, leave it there. That's my man. parting shot. Oh, that's just rude. DeAndre Jordan's fine. Say what you said Can earlier. Can you score without a lob? Okay, yeah, there it Can is. Can you hit a free throw? Yeah, okay. there it is. All right, DeAndre Jordan's <laughs> fine. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Between the Horns. Uh, for my producer, Josh, for DeMarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. Wherever you may be in football, we'll see you next time. Remy.